You're listening to Brand to Brand, the marketing show. With your hosts, Thomas Sterling. This is the future. This is where everything goes. And Veronica St. Cyr. Why the hell would anybody buy this? An unfiltered conversation on brand strategy. And it worked like crazy. Marketing trends. I think they're in again. And emerging technology. There's going to be big impacts here. You're excited. I'm pumped. (laughs) All right. Let's kick things off. What's up, everyone? Today, we are digging into the future of audience engagement and brand loyalty. We're talking about brands that only the kids these days are talking about. (laughs) And for the adults that are listening, you might hear some stuff you're not familiar with. What are we up to today, V? Well, we're talking about marketing to kids, which just sounds as weird as it's... It feels wrong. It feels saying. You feel like it's, it's yeah, not right? Yeah, it's, it's weird. Of course, I of course I feel like it's not right, but... Those are just customers <laughs> with dollar signs. <laughs> it's easy to talk about the insidious side of marketing to kids, like how they stock sugary cereal on shelves at eye level with kids because mm. they're more likely to ask for it and it's not good for them. These tactics can drive parents nuts, but it highlights the unique strategies that come into play when resonating with a specific audience. The youths have the power to make or wreck a brand, and we're seeing that play out in the world of social media even more aggressively as you can now show and tell everything. It's not like you just bring your cool thing into school and the other kids see it and feel jealous. You can create that FOMO experience of missing out and showing off what you have when it comes to a brand that's sought after on social media and reach way more kids than you used to. With that, let's get into it. It's a little bit of shake and then shake and bake. So, Prime or Fortnite, what's it going to be? Oof, I'm uh, going to take Fortnite. That's an interesting choice. All right. Have you played Fortnite? I haven't. I do like video <laughs> games. I'm a big Zelda fan. Um, it's Have so you finished the latest Zelda? Are you officially done? I'm not. I'm like savoring it. Because once you finish the main quest, everything else loses meaning. Mm. So I'm trying to enjoy the journey, That's Thomas. That's deep. Yeah. What's not as deep is Fortnite and its popularity, which I'd love to tell you about. Let's hear it. Developed back in 2011, it was envisioned as a game combining shooting mechanics and building mechanics in one. Its initial release had a component that had this afterthought to it, which was a free battle royale mode that ended up overshadowing the original game. The growth and popularity of this game, I remember it kind of exploding. It was at the end of 2017, and all of a sudden, it was so incredibly popular. Millions of players within months. And a big thing that they do to keep this game so relevant and popular is they continue to update it. They're releasing new things. They're keeping it relevant. A lot of people may know of the Fortnite dances. That's something that we'll get into a little bit. Um, And a lot of in-game collaborations. It makes sense. They have a huge platform. Yes, and a big part of it is it's cross-platform. So you can be a mobile gamer, you can be on a console, on a PC, and everyone can play together. And outside of the technical platforms that they're supported on, in general, their most valuable asset is the platform, a.k.a. eyeballs of kid humans that are using (laughs) and playing the game all the time. Any brand that targets kids wants a piece of that action. Yeah, and interestingly enough, Nike does a lot of promotions with Fortnite, Nike, one of the most popular, like you can't walk down the street and not see a 14 year old kid wearing Nike dunks right now. 
Well, when talking about Prime, Prime was started by two influencers, Logan Paul, famous YouTuber, we've talked about him on the show before, uh, and KSI, both who've gone into boxing, but these are two individuals with a collective, I don't know, I think 40 million subscribers, followers on their social channels. They decided to come together, and these are two celebrities that outwardly hated each other, right? They were boxers competing against one another. Turns out they were friends behind the scene the whole time. <laughs> yeah, and they dropped their fake feud and joined forces to create a sports drink that would rival Powerade and Gatorade's hold in the market. Those are huge brands with huge market cap. And so they first went after hydration and then they went after energy. And those are two spaces that are highly competitive. But because they have such an active and engaged audience... I mean, kids are watching this content and they're going crazy for this stuff. Mm -hmm. They're going to do whatever it takes. Bank account, no bank account. Credit card, no credit card. They are going to find a way to get access to this stuff. And I have a clip that'll just talk a little bit about the background on Prime. See, in general, we're witnessing a wider variety of people becoming interested in what is known as functional drinks. That is, drinks that do something for you rather than just taste like pure sugar. I'm talking about things like kombucha, vitamin water, and of course, sports drinks. In particular, we're seeing people gravitate towards more healthy options. As the market expands, savvy businessmen have pounced on the opportunity to carve out their own niches within this mega lucrative industry. And this is when KSI and Logan Paul enter the story. Actually, sorry, it's not quite like that. Enter Trey Steger and Max Clemens, which I pretty much almost guarantee are two names that you have never heard before. Turns out Steger and Clemens are the real brains behind the prime brand, right? They manage the operations, they figure out how to do everything, and KSI and Logan are the frontmen. This is not an altogether surprising story for most people, but it is amazing that the guy who was behind the whole crypto zoo disaster was able to convince people to buy a sports drink. And we've talked on this show before about the rise of LaCroix and seltzer and people looking for, you know, healthier, healthier options. Healthier options with sodas, public enemy number one. We talked about Red Bull also on an episode about aligning itself with extreme sports. You're seeing a drink like this emerge on the backs of the success of these other brands. So Fortnite does a lot to keep their audience engaged, an audience that, yes, includes a lot of young folks. It includes a lot of adults as well. There's a lot of people streaming to keep Fortnite relevant. So you have people live streaming on Twitch and YouTube, and people are tuning in to watch these events. You have, during the pandemic, when so many people couldn't be with each other, you saw games like this and Call of Duty create these virtual spaces and communities for people to still do an activity and engage when they can't be together. And they've done some esports competitions. I think most notably, they established themselves in the competitive gaming scene, hosting the Fortnite World Cup in 2019 with a $30 million prize pool, one of the largest in esports history. And it's something that has continued to just organically build what is truly a cult following. And you know I brought a video along today to help me tell that story. Let's hear it. So an emote is something that your player character does in the game that you just 
tell it to do. Taking video of you doing the Fortnite dances and posting that on the Reddit, or using the replay mode to actually make videos. Fortnite Battle Royale has made great use of this by incorporating dance emotes. My son was sort of shouting and to no, to no one. That's actually what I really mean. What are you doing in there, man? He's got his earbud in, connected to his phone, and he's got his friend on FaceTime, and then he's got earphones over his ears. The sounds of the game are really both appealing and sort of necessary to perform properly so you know who's coming and what's going on. The FOMO of it, the feeling of missing out in Fortnite, that feeling can be very strong. Esports and the introduction of money into playing can really make people incentivize their obsession. So speaking of the emotes, the dances that you're able to do in Fortnite, do you remember the backpack kid from the Super Bowl who did that dance? And Only he, because you mentioned it earlier when God, we were he went getting so prepped. viral. He was on Ellen, and he did this dance, and I'll do it right now for the people who are going to watch the video. Whoa! Let's see it on YouTube. Okay, ready? Yeah. <laughs> it's called the floss. My friends hate when I do that, so I hope they don't watch this episode because they're going to be pissed. But this guy, this kid, does this dance. Fortnite puts it in the game as an emote. He sues Epic Games. No word about the lawsuit yet. That's like the level of... I had this outer body experience recently where I'm like, we're going to be watching... Like 40 years from now, like, I remember the backpack kid from the Super Bowl doing the <laughs> Fortnite dance. Like, that's the, we're creating these these spaces for people to create their own content, to remix content. Everything is just building off of each other due to social media in such a way. And it's creating really interesting spaces for brands to do cross promotions, integrate themselves into something as fun as a game and resonate with an audience that has their parents' credit card. And it's changing culture because what we're doing is kids are having more fun with their friends staying at their house separately from them, but they're not getting together for sleepovers and all watching a movie. They're making it where it's like, I'd rather be at my command center, you're at your command center, I'm going to put in an earbud, and you're going to talk to me while I have my headphones on, and we just stream it together. Or I'm going to pull up a Zoom over here, and we're just going to Zoom each other the whole time while we play. It seems antisocial, but it's it's just a it's different a way social. of doing social. Mm -hmm. Speaking of social, when we talk about social, Prime is all over the social sphere. People are going crazy for Prime. And one of the things that you see is people doing these ratings. So many people, everybody and their grandma is rating the drinks because they keep coming out with different limited editions or limited releases, especially in the UK and in America, but maybe more so in UK. They launch a new one. Maybe they completely undershot from demand. And so it completely sells out. You can't buy them online. You have to go run around. And so people are literally recording videos Parents with their kids, they're going to go out hunting for prime yeah, drinks. prime hunting. When did anyone hunt for a Gatorade? Oh my, no one. Nobody. <laughs> nobody did. They're creating this scarcity and people love it. All right, guys, ready to go prime hunting? Yes, sir. So let's do it, guys. Where are we hitting first? GMT. All right. What flavors are we looking for, guys? Metamoon, grape, and any flavor, to be honest. Any flavor? Yeah. All right. <laughs> Weekends with dad. Weekends with dad. Come on, dad. What a lazy ass activity. Driving <laughs> your kids around just getting energy drinks. God, just growing little capitalists. And there's another story circulating on social media about kids 
in schools reselling Prime. So they find a store that has the limited edition or maybe just for kids that can't get access to it and they buy the drink for two bucks, they sell it for four bucks. Oh, I love that. Those you, are it's entrepreneurship. Yeah. <laughs> and there's there's like there's tons of other I mean you want to talk about endless amounts of video online. I saw a video of a guy that actually switched Gatorade with Prime and was walking around having people rate which one they liked better and almost Everybody of a certain age in this target audience was like, oh, that's way better. I love that. I haven't actually had that. Oh, this is my favorite flavor. You're like, I just saw poor Gatorade in there. What are you talking about? Wow. And people are just going so crazy for this that they literally have on their website a place for you to find store locator for where they're sold. Like we see with Prime Hunting and how costly Prime also is. It's not cheap compared to something like Gatorade and people will resell it at a premium. There are also a lot of in-game purchases that you can make in Fortnite. In fact, Customize that character. Exactly. It's so easy to do that uh, late last year, the FTC fined Epic Games $520 million for tricking players into buying game goods. I'm just imagining how many parental credit cards were hooked up to that and it makes my skin crawl. But a lot of that money, $245 million, are going back to refund gamers who they say in this one article fell prey to the game's manipulative tactics. What are people buying this on? Prime, something you can experience. You can drink. You have kids refilling it with water just so they can use it like a water bottle. In Fortnite... You have virtual skins that people can wear. You can customize your character. The emotes, the dance moves, again, the cultural phenomenon that's bled out of the game into the real world, which is very interesting. You said you could experience Prime. There was a guy in the UK, a store owner in the UK, that actually was figuring out some way to smuggle Prime in through customs, and he had a limited edition run of Prime, but customs caught wind of the operation and what they shut him down, or they tried to. So they ended up emptying every single bottle. So his shipment arrived, but it was empty, every single can. So guess what? He sold the cans, and people in the UK were driving from all over just to get the freaking Pants. So yeah, you can experience wow. it. A long car ride. What? <laughs> so if you have one end of the spectrum and it's empty prime <laughs> energy can, um, the other end over here is a $500,000 gold prime bottle, which from working in radio promotions, I actually read some of the legal information when they launched this contest because I used to have to write those for radio contests. Fun fact. Not fun, actually. ChatGPT didn't exist then. <laughs> um, in honor of Prime selling one billion bottles, they launched a contest where fans would have 48 hours to decipher a code to open a box that would have a gold Prime bottle valued at half a million dollars. One in the UK, one in the US. There was a UK winner, which the look on this kid's face, it looks like two little kids who won it, posing with KSI is the most smug thing I've ever seen in my entire life. He's like, yeah. I mean, the kid holding it looks smug and the other kid looks like he just got played. <laughs> I know. He's like, my brother got it. Yay. Because the U.S. bottle didn't find its way home to a winner, Logan Paul recently took a video of himself watching it just melt down. 
Literally. And well, they the said destroyed a, it. Yes. But all he did was turn it back into gold. He turned it just... back into gold. But court of public opinion <laughs> is not loving this, which you made the joke, but that's his whole shtick. Yeah. <laughs> this is a guy that launched a crypto hustle that left tons of people out of money. He's taken advantage of his audience and he's going to continue to do it. And no one's going to stop him. They just keep buying his crap. I can't wait to see him put out a fire festival because we know it's coming. So if you had to talk about any other brands... I think it's easy if we're talking about marketing to kids to talk about things like Nintendo, uh, Lego, Marvel, the mm. MCU universe. A lot of those brands have kind of hit the GA home run for a movie for that rating where it's for a general audience, which means it's something for the kids, something for the parent. You could sneak a few innuendos in there like any good Disney movie and the mm. kids aren't going to get it, but the parents are going to feel like it's their little sneaky moment. And they've done that. You now have something like Lego or Nintendo where you're seeing people in their 30s play it and you're seeing people in their early teens and they have their own ways of interacting with those brands. So what a great way for them to reach that wider market. And another celebrity that's famous on YouTube, Mr. Beast. Mr. Beast does the most ridiculous videos and they're hilarious. He bought thousands and thousands and thousands of lottery tickets and had a team of 16 people all going through and he calculated up what he had taken in. He does all of these absurd things. He saw all of this success and popularity of these influencers starting their own brands and he started his own chocolate brand. And now his chocolate brand is making hundreds of millions of dollars. So, I mean... The thing is, in this case, they just tap into a huge audience. They've already got people that are willing to buy from them, people that are loyal to those fan pages. They're constantly watching daily, weekly, all these updates. They become a part and an extension of these influencers' lives. And so when it comes time for them to launch a brand, they're going to be first in line to support this influencer. Not that they actually need it. And another one we got to talk about is Roblox, which recently has come into hot water for exploiting children. Oh, yes, fun. child exploitation, because they allow kids to create their own games and then sell their own games. But in order to sell the games, you basically have to buy a certain amount of tokens. And so there's this whole exchange rate where you put money into the system and then guess what? It ain't worth shit when you're trying to get it out. It's absolutely terrible. For those that don't know, Roblox is an online game platform where you can create games. And it's almost, in some ways, kind of like a metaverse where mm -hmm. characters can wander around and go into other games and other universes and other places that people have created. And now for something completely different. So if we had to put this to work... All the brands that we've been talking about today have utilized influencer marketing in one form of another. And for the brands that are listening that are looking to take a first step into that, there's opportunity, especially if you're looking to reach these audiences. Second would be both of these brands take the opportunity to create a community around their brand. In fact, in many cases, they created a community far before they even launched their brand. Similar to Truff's Hot Sauce. You create the community, then you launch the brand, or you build the brand, and then you create a community around it, and that's what supports future growth. Next would be that they really focus on experience and engagement. And so they're drawing their community in, whether it's new product launches, limited editions, they are constantly creating a two-way conversation. 
And then the next piece would be monitor and respond to feedback. So they're taking in feedback. They're learning what characters that people want, what players want, what flavors that people are looking for, what people's ratings are for the products that they already have out in the marketplace. And then the last piece is innovate and adapt. They're constantly refining things and changing what they have out in the marketplace. Tricks are for rabbits, see? Silly rabbit tricks are for kids. Oh, I'm stuck. So if you had to take anything away from the show today, Veronica. It's that we shouldn't discount what kids are interested in. They sometimes really know what the hell is going on when it comes to brand success. We should maybe keep an eye on what brands they're interacting with. Wow, that was deep, V. And you sound kind of old. I know. <laughs> I'm, I'm aging as we're doing this. <laughs> well, mine would be. If you're an elder brand struggling to connect with today's kids, it's time to figure out how to speak their language. And with that, we're out, folks. Thanks for listening. If you liked what you heard, smash the subscribe button or listen wherever you get your podcasts. We're out of here.